0: Hello friends, Paul Angelo here. Welcome to another podcast. If you're new to my podcast, please subscribe so that we learn together. Also, if you are a gay man who's looking for loving, kind relationships, please join us at the Big Gay Family social program. Visit the website biggayfamily.com. Today, we are going to discuss something that will blow your mind. We're going to discuss something that is the opposite of what most of us are used to doing in the context of sexual pursuits. We are going to talk about an idea about sexuality that has been around for at least a couple thousand years that teaches us that we should delay sex until we are married. This applies to gay and straight marriages. And this is very counterintuitive. And I was reading a book called Starved for Affection by Dr. Randy Carlson. And I reflected about this counter-intuitive sensation to delay sex until marriage. So in this podcast, we're going to explore the psychology of the recommendation to delay sex until marriage. Longer term, what is better? To delay sex until marriage or to start sex immediately and see if there's compatibility? So short-term versus long-term, what's better? And obviously, to most of you listening to this, and initially when I first heard about this idea many, many years ago, it was clear to me that delaying sex is kind of crazy. What? Delaying sex until you get married? Sounds crazy. But now, 40 years into the gay culture, everybody's single, everybody's struggling with relationships, maybe there's something about it that we have neglected to understand. Maybe there's some truth, some benefit, delaying sex until marriage that we've never considered because we were swept away by all of the sexual freedom, all of the sexual compatibility, all of the horniness and porn, and we became trapped. The beginning of this discussion is the awareness about what's happened to the gay culture, what's happened to all of us, and how sex has impacted our ability to relate to one another. So, look around you and be honest with what you see. Do you see satisfaction, happiness in the lives of gay men? Do you see love, affection, tenderness in the lives of gay men? What do you see? If you were honest, you would see that what we see today is anxieties. We see lots of depression. We see lots of addictions. And at the same time, there is this aggressive, consistent push for sex, and an inability to recognize that perhaps that push for sex is the reason for the depression, anxieties, and loneliness. And so in this podcast, we're going to explore the idea that that push for sex, sexual compatibility, and everything that relates to sex eventually leads to where we are today. And we've had this perspective over the past 40 years. Now, on the other extreme, we see this push for waiting until marriage. I can see that this is a little bit extreme, that this is the other side of the equation that may be so aggressively different, so aggressively extreme, that perhaps it's not the answer to our sexual question. But let's consider that. Temporarily, let's entertain the idea that we are going to wait until marriage to have sex. What will it do? Is it possible This will put an end to depression, loneliness, to anxieties. And in short answer, I like to say yes, that's exactly what it will do. But to implement this in the gay world is going to be impossible because everybody is so much used and conditioned to sex that this is something that nobody's gonna take seriously. And so I understand that myself, even though I to tell you the truth, I would rather entertain the idea of waiting until marriage just because I'm curious. I'm curious, what would that do to the foundation of that relationship? Will it be better to wait and to sacrifice the sexual arousal in the name of something bigger, something that can last for a long time? I would do it. Totally, absolutely, I would do it. Would you do it? Would you be curious enough to entertain this idea seriously and consider that perhaps this is the answer? So obviously it's up to you. I can't force you to do anything, but let's talk about this on the more psychological level. And I wrote down three ideas that we're going to discuss as it pertains to what waiting until marriage does to the sexual psychology, to the sexual sensations. And so here are those three ideas. If we wait, if you wait until marriage for sex, what it will do is it will create the opposite of genitalization. So, when we have sex right away, we genitalize everybody. How big is your dick? How do you like to do it? And the rest of it. And if we wait until we get married, we don't do it anymore. Because you have to accept the notion that perhaps his dick is not big enough. Or he's not hard as often as you want him to be. Or something about his genitalia is not perfect. And so right off the bat, when we wait for sex until marriage, we have to refrain from genitalizing our partners. We are forced to take the pleasure out of genitalizing others and into something else. And I believe that this is very healthy for attraction because in most cases, gay men have been genitalized. They genitalize themselves themselves and they genitalize others. And there's a lot of insecurities that happen from that. There's a lot of imbalance in how attraction is developed on a psychological level, because attraction to another human should involve every part of their body, not that, not just their genitals. And in the gay world, there is no baby, no matter how hard or how often, how much you fuck each other. It doesn't make a difference. So, Healthy attraction in that context is a kind of attraction that includes every area of the body. The face, the neck, shoulders, arms, chest, belly, and then he has genitals, hips, knees, thighs, and then the feet. All of it is supposed to be part of the attraction. So there's a heavy, heavy, heavy imbalance when we introduce sex up front because everybody is reducing sexual attraction... To genitals. And that's why this is an imbalanced approach to relationships. It's a very narrow style of attraction that is almost the outcome of introducing sex up front versus waiting until marriage. What you will fall in love from the attraction point of view, what you will discover is very pleasurable, is the different parts of the person's body, their face the way that he touches you, the way that he feels when you're present near him, the way that you feel when you take a nap together. All kinds of sensations and feelings will happen in the situation that never will happen when you are forcing sex up front and the discovery of genitals. Not to mention all the insecurities that people typically have about About arousal, about the size of penises and what that means. All of those insecurities will be washed away when you wait until marriage because you're going to have to recognize other areas of the body that are giving you arousal. So on that level, healthy attraction happens when you wait until you get married for sex. So hands down, healthy attraction will happen when we wait for sex until marriage. Now let's talk about the second idea, which is sexual objectification, turning people into sex objects. This is something that will happen when you have sex immediately. You'll sexualize the person, you'll turn them into a sex object. And this is a form of trauma, this is a form of abandonment, because we are abandoning other parts of the person's makeup of their psychology, which is emotion, spirit, and their mind. So if you were to analyze the composition of a human being you would see that there are four parts emotion, spirit, mind and the body and when we sexually objectify each other we are only paying attention to one part of them their body, their physicality and rejecting their emotions his spirit and his mind and this is what happens on the hookup apps today this is what happens everywhere you look at the person and you say to yourself the only thing that matters about him is his body his looks And when you wait for sex until marriage, you are forced to recognize his emotions, his spiritual composition, his mind, his beliefs, his values. And notice the significance of that. Today, most people objectify sexually each other. They enter into relationships based on sex, and then later they discover they're not compatible at all because they think differently because they have all kinds of unresolved dramas and wounds from the past. If we turn this around, if we introduce the emotional, spiritual, and mental connection first, and delay sex until marriage, everybody discovers their wounds, their hurt, their baggage, they discover how they think about all kinds of things, they discover points of conflict, they discover points of similarity, they discover so many things about each other that are going to give them a deeper level understanding of who he is versus reducing everybody to sex and then realizing that even though you have sexual compatibility, the rest lacks compatibility. And then being trapped because in most situations, men continue relationships with dysfunctional partners because sex is, according to them, sex is working. And so do we have the reverse of their compatibility. We have trauma-bonded Relationships. Sex is great, but the rest is completely dysfunctional. And so when we wait with sex until marriage, we develop functionality on the level of emotion, spirit, and mind, and sex is delayed, and then sex comes in second, not first. And if sex is not perfect, the relationship still has a solid foundation because that relationship is based on the three layers of a connection emotion, spirit, and the mind. And the sexuality at that moment can be increased, can be improved with some coaching, with learning about sexual energies, with learning about the mechanism of arousal, the mechanism of attraction. So learning about all of that can make that physical connection so much more beautiful. But in most cases in the gay world, I would willing to say in all cases, it's reversed. And that's why everybody's single. That's why we don't feel connected. That's why we don't feel understood. Everybody's depression, anxieties, their self-perception is cooking inside of their minds without being validated. So there is no validation for your emotion. There's no validation for your spirit. There's no validation for who you are as a man. You feel misunderstood on a regular basis, but you have a lot of sex. And so this is really helpful to understand because we're not sexual living beings. We are human beings that are multidimensional. Sex is just part of that. So if people say, oh, we are sexual beings, yes, we are sexual beings, but we also are emotional beings, spiritual beings, and mental beings. So there are four layers that are the foundational layers for who we are. Negating that is ridiculous, and you see a lot of negation of that in the gay world, reductionary approaches to the description of who we are as human beings. We are not sexual beings at all. We are beings that are multidimensional. Sex is just part of who we are. We are mental, spiritual, and emotional beings. And yes, sexual beings as part of that. And so when we are delaying sex until marriage, we are training ourselves to recognize those multidimensionalities. We are forced to see, to feel, to understand. And if we are sexually objectifying each other, we are no longer seeing and feeling and understanding each other. I believe longer term it's better to wait with sex until marriage because we are seeing and feeling and sensing things, understanding each other, and there's a lot of pleasure that can happen from that. Imagine being attracted to somebody but delaying sex and instead getting to know each other on a deeper level. Imagine the sensations of pleasure, the sensations of anticipation of closeness, even just laying naked next to each other, that anticipation is going to build up so high you're going to be bursting with sexual desire. It will not make a difference mechanically, whether he's top or bottom. All those things will completely be erased. That's another benefit to delaying sex so much because you're going to be built up with so much anticipation of sex, so much desire for touching and closeness. And eventually when it happens, if you do it properly, you're going to feel like you're in heaven when you're just rubbing your body against his body without having to have some specific mechanism of sexual encounter manifested. So sexual objectification is an obstacle and that is erased or dissolved when we wait with sex until marriage. And now let's talk about the third idea, that's emotional emptiness versus emotional richness. When we introduce sex early on, we are negating the presence of emotion. We are negating emotion as a layer of a connection that's very important. When we wait for sex until marriage, we are more likely to connect emotionally. We are more likely to spend a lot of time with each other so that emotions develop. So that closeness on an emotional level, on an intimacy level, develops. And that's why I like this idea of waiting with sex until marriage, because a lot of your psychology is going to be forced to grow to the next level. The presence, the encounters that you're going to have with each other is going to awaken the dormant parts of you that in the gay world has been dormant for decades. And that's why in the Biggie Family Social Program, the methodology is about encouraging the emotional connection first so that the dormant parts become awakened and then the pleasure of relatedness is real pleasure where people feel similarity of their sexual pleasure, they feel that without sex by relating to one another, feeling connected, hearing affectionate words from each other, sensing intimate sensations and energies with each encounter, each conversation, each space of interaction. So emotional connection is a very powerful way of connecting to others. In fact, it's the strongest. If you connect emotionally to somebody in a powerful way, it's very unlikely that you're going to be willing to disconnect from that person. Emotional connections create fantasies of future deeper encounters of sexuality that is now originating in the emotional connection versus if you start with sex, the sexual encounter is going to be very shallow. That's why people keep jumping into bed with strangers, because they are looking for sexual satisfaction without the emotional satisfaction first. So the dimension of sexual exploration is very shallow, very limited. Now contrast that with emotional connection that is very powerful, and then sensation of closeness, being naked next to that person, seeing, feeling, seeing him, and feeling him, and then sensing his body touching yours. Just imagine how potent that version of sexuality is. So to summarize, the idea of waiting with sex until marriage is actually a better idea than starting with sex. And this idea has been in our culture and especially in the Christian tradition for a very long time because of the psychological benefits, because of how it sets the relationship up for success longer term. And I emphasize here, longer term. Yes, if you are deprived... On the level of emotion and sex, this may be almost impossible to implement because you need sex right now, you need emotions right now, and you can't handle waiting. And so if we live in a state of imbalance all around, what I'm sharing with you right now and this framework of waiting with sex until marriage is going to be almost impossible to implement. And I totally recognize that. But still, when we take everything into consideration, this framework is a better framework. This framework is there for a reason. It addresses the multidimensionality of human psychic, the emotional aspect, the mental aspect, the spiritual aspect, and the physical aspect. This framework teaches us how to have healthy attraction. It forces our psychological machinery for attraction to be focused on including emotion, including the mind, including the spirit, and not reducing everything to sex. And this is a big deal. And you see the proof of that when gay men at the age of 50 come out of the closet looking for lovers that are 22 years old. 30-year difference. Why does it happen? Because their attraction has been purely, purely physical, not mental, not emotional, and not spiritual. So the framework for sex after marriage is a healthy framework. It's a more difficult framework, especially in today's world, but it's a healthy framework. And I would encourage people to find some middle ground here, that there's this middle ground here where you can wait, but you don't have to wait maybe until you get married, but you can wait for a few months until you've known somebody and then have sexual encounters and that closeness after you've gotten to know somebody. Allow yourself to decondition your sexual machinery and instead of making everything about sex, now make everything about emotion, spirituality, mental connection, and a sense of attraction. So we're still interested in having attraction to the physicality, but we don't need to have the perfection in terms of mechanical expression of sexual arousal. You don't have to know whether he's top or bottom. You don't have to know what he's into. You don't have to know all these things because that's not the whole point. That's not the point, my friends. The point is to have a solid foundational base for a lifelong connection to a human being. It's like when you're building a house to imagining that you don't have to focus on the foundation. You just want to build the kitchen because you want to have an amazing meal in the kitchen. So you focus on building the kitchen and you have no foundation for the whole house. So the whole house will fall apart when there is a hurricane or when there is strong wind or, or lots of rain. And so the same thing applies to relationships. If you just build a relationship on the foundation of sex, there is no foundation. At the first moment of crisis, disagreement, conflicts, that relationship will fall apart. Or the dysfunction of the person will not be visible until you get to know that person. And then, because sex is working, you're going to sacrifice all other parts in the name of that sex. And that's going to be a trauma-bounded relationship. It will create a lot of friction, a lot of headaches and anxieties in your life that will take years to undo and to heal from. So, there's a reason why this framework of waiting with sex until marriage has been going on for so many, so many decades, so many centuries. There's a reason for it. Because it worked. It helped human beings see each other in their wholeness, not in a set of fragmentation. So experiment, find a middle ground here. And this is something that you will have to do in your own way. I can't find that answer for you, but what I can recommend is that you got to find some middle ground here. The gay world has been on the extreme. Looking at sex up front, genitalizing, sexualizing, and emotionally depriving each other. Let's find a middle ground somewhere here. Maybe you don't have to wait until marriage, but you can wait for at least three months with each person and see for yourself how different this approach is on a psychological level. And I'm 100% certain you'll go further with this approach than with introducing sex up front. Okay, my friends, I hope you found this helpful. Please subscribe to my channel if you're not a subscriber so that we learn together. And also, if you are not part of the Big Gay Family social program, join us, visit the website biggayfamily.com, begin introductions, and create the best relationships of your life. Okay, my friends, I'll be signing off. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Take care.